Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Kathleen with Luke, Jimmy, and Kyle. And today we've got an OG 100 king here with us. He's been healing our homies for seven seasons. Dr. Eric Jackson himself, Sachin Sahil. What is up, my dude? What is up, guys? Good to be here. Hell yeah. How I like that intro. Been? That is a that's a legit intro. Wow. <laughs> I hate to, I hate to bring shame to everybody else that's ever introduced me, but that might be the best one. Oh, 100%. High praise. High praise. We pride ourselves. He's been healing people for seven years. Like that. <laughs> it's true. Though. Since the pilot. We yeah, are like to have you. We want all the tea. All the shit. Yeah, legit. I I'm the I'm the tea spiller. Actually, that's the opposite. I'm like the spoiler police. I try to like a. Uh, I'm the guy that sits next to somebody and goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true to character a little bit there, Jackson. Yeah, legit. For the rules. This is, yeah. an, this is an intense spot. We've got six episodes left. Six or five? Five. Five, five. five episodes left now. I'm scared. We're all scared. We need I know what happens and I'm scared. We need them together. <laughs> Sanctum and Bardo need yep. to connect somehow. I have no idea. None of us have any idea how that's possibly going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's what's, what I love about the show more than anything every season is when we're reading the scripts as they're coming out we also feel that way so what everything that you feel when you're reading you're like what are they gonna do what is what possibly could they do in this situation uh and that happens every year because you know there's so much story happening uh as the season's going on which then eventually leads to everybody coming together and it it, it ends up uh every year we question how they're going to do that and every year they find a way to do that and if they do that this year, I'm sure it's done in a very fun, exciting, scary, exhausting, cool way. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing we've learned about the characters in the hundred over the years is that they know how to escape the end of the world. Yes. Why do they? Because you guys have done it more than a handful of times. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's always there's always an end of the world coming because um, I think there's constantly like an allegory that they're always trying to tell with the current events. The thing um, that's always been funny is show's kind of a zeitgeist in that I think good writers, and that happens on a lot of shows, but this show in particular, you read a script and you're like, this is happening, like you read it, and then while it's airing, because we have the luxury of watching it all air after we're all done filming. A lot of shows film while they air. While it's airing, we're like, this is happening in the world right now, almost like a precognition somehow. And, we're, and every time we sit there, we're like, how did you do this? But writers in, are, are really in tune with current events and knowledge, especially on a show like this. So the awareness of that is really um, interesting. Even with the prequel, you watch the prequel. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Here we are. Like, how did you guys know this? Yeah, and it was crazy. They're kind of locked in that way and they always have been. And it's been so fun to watch afterwards. Yeah, even that little news clip we get right in the beginning of that episode with Callie, it's just like global warming's happening, like issues, international issues with different countries. Quarantine. Pandemic. Yeah, quarantine. Pandemic. They literally yeah. say quarantine. Yeah. Somehow they hit everything. Now, there's a fire tornado happening. That's the one thing they might have missed, but I'll consider that the death wave that we've already talked there about. There go. So, fire, true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. with 100, they probably covered it already. Yeah, legit. <laughs> so how early do you get each script? So how many you shoot a, you shoot an episode and then how many scripts do you have further than that? Oh, one. This show because oh, uh, this show constantly evolves itself while it's filming, which makes it so good. I think while it's cool to have a whole season written and aware of the arc while it's happening, but say a cool character comes on, for example, Elena Huffman came on the show this year, right? We knew she was going to be around for a bit end up being so bomb and so awesome that it's like, oh, let's, let's see what else Nikki's got going on, mm -hmm. right? So in that way, and again, we're lucky that we're not uh, bound by time of airing while we're filming, so we don't have to bust, they get to make these little changes as they're happening. So they're like, oh, that was great. Let's move that to here. So <laughs> we tend to get the episodes pretty soon before we film. Uh, and that's just a product of the way that the show is and the constant changes and what people bring. And, and, uh, and honestly, the writers in that room, they have so much to talk about constantly and they all have such great minds. Imagine you're sitting there, you've created the plot for the season and then episode four, you're like, what if we did this? <laughs> and then they do that. And then you're like, oh, we have to do that now. And I kind of enjoy that process because as opposed to being stuck in something and you're like, oh, we can't change this now. We have a better idea, but... I guess we can't do that. 
this show really allows you to kind of spread your wings and, and the, I think the emotion the audience feel when they watch it is how we feel acting because we just got these things, you know? That's really cool that you say that because I would not have expected you to get the scripts that soon before filming. That's something that we talk about a lot in the podcast is that a strength of the 100 TV show is there's so many characters that we just fall in love with super quickly, but I guess it's because they kind of feel that way too, the writers, and then they kind of build those characters out even more because they know that they're going to be fan favorites. That's, that's been one of the greatest things that, yeah, they know that they're fan favorites before. Like, again, like they have this foresight to be, to know that this person, oh, this person pops, this person's great for the story. Let's make sure that we give them what, what they should have. Um, and that's, that's always been really exciting to, to do because I think uh, sometimes it can be stagnant and this show is the, the exact opposite of oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a living breathing organism that never stops moving when you're on set for however many hours coming back the next day to do another whatever massacre who knows you know <laughs> it never ends and it never stops and i love that that's what keeps the train rolling uh when people keep ex- being excited about it have you ever had like a character arc or trajectory where maybe in one of the seasons where you're like, Oh man, I might be heading towards death. Like, cause you, like we said, we don't, you don't know. So. Uh, season three, when I took yep. the chip. Okay. That's okay yeah. yeah. I thought, you know, I think I'm dying most seasons. Yeah. <laughs> as, I just as everybody should. Yeah. I'm just, I've been here from day one. I'm like, eh, it's been a good run. It's really great. You know, but when I took the chip um, and I was the one that like, uh, under the influence of the chip sold out Abby mm. uh, that I was like, Oh, okay. You know, this, this could be headed towards something, but I love that they kind of um, maintained Jackson's character by making him take the chip when he saw Raven take it and Jaha take it. So he did, mm. he did tests on it. He thought it was just going to be helpful for his like serotonin and dopamine. He didn't think it was being artificially controlled by an AI. You know what I right, mean? Right. How would he know that? So they kind of saved his character in that he was still allowed to be kind of the Jackson that we know. Uh, but I definitely thought season three. Two of us over here are actually rewatching the show in the background. So like it basically by the time we get to the finale finale where it's going to converge. So this is, these are some of the notes I was like taking down. I was really looking forward to seeing what your least favorite, I guess, arc or character decision from Jackson is. Cause Allie Chip was definitely my, my least favorite. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was ready to ring you out for that one. Uh, <laughs> See, I already have these preempted. I'm ready to explain Jackson because I actually, I love him so much because uh, it's rare that you get to play somebody with this much like heart and that maintains, like I watch Captain America and I'm like, oh, I would love to play that guy, a guy like that because he's just always got so much heart. Mm-hmm. Every decision he makes, it bleeds out of his eyes and he can't control himself. And I loved playing this guy so much for that long because at the end of the day, even if he's doing something that is against his conscience, I can play that it's against his conscience. It's not something that he's, he's doing and then just does it. He's like, I hate doing this. It has to be done. And I'm going to make it up somehow to the universe. Mm-hmm. And I've loved that about him so much. And that, that unflinching desire to just be, be a good man, you know? Yeah. Dr. Jackson has definitely been one of the most Mm -hmm. consistent characters throughout the whole series. Um, And this kind of brings me to something else because uh, it, so you go through seven seasons with a varying change of cast. um, And then once it hits, I think it was season six last season, you are told that basically, I want to know your reaction to being told that you're going to now essentially become a, a scene partner with Miller, another OG character all the way from the beginning. But this, this relationship that you guys now have, didn't really culminate until these last two seasons. And what's it, what's it like working with someone all these years into finally having your characters just mesh like that? So me and Jared, um, we became friends. Uh, we do all these conventions all over the place. You know, we, we've been very blessed to do these amazing things. Uh, we were in Paris one time for a convention and we just hit it off and we became so tight since then. And I think, again, with the writers with foresight, they see this happening and they see, okay, hey, this is a tight friendship that we can see and we can build upon. Let's do that. And so they put us together um, and it was just kind of this organic thing that happened. And, you know, I, I mentally, I was like, this makes sense. You know, sometimes say, for example, if Jackson's boyfriend came in and I didn't know this person and we didn't get along. Say they ate onions every day. Say that, you know, <laughs> say whatever they may be. 
you know, they're coffee, onions, cigarettes, and I got to kiss this person and not, maybe I don't, who knows? I'm lucky enough to be able to play this character with one of my best friends. Right. You know, well, we and stand it's just, Jackson and Miller. Yeah. We, stand, we love that. We stand you guys. We, we yeah, no, that. I, it's, it's been such a great blessing to, to play uh, a gay character on television because I feel like there are so many marginalized communities. It is, I'm an Indian guy on TV. I play, they, they tell me who I am most of the time. And to be able to do that, um, has been so much fun and so eye opening and so expressive and to, and to have Jackson who I care about be able to find love, um, and not have anybody talk down to him because of it or look down on it has been such a special gift. And, uh, when, in season five, when, when these first moments started happening, I'm like, oh, I'm so down for this. But let me tell you, like, there's a problem with your friend is not kissing your friend. Honestly, that stuff is really technical. That's just kind of the weird stuff is, is giving him googly eyes and like flirting. <laughs> yeah. I bet. <laughs> you know, because I'm I like, we'll kiss. It'll be, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do some smooching. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, hey, babe, I love you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yo. Uh, we were just watching UFC last week. Yeah. We were just, you know, watching <laughs> X-Men cartoon from the 90s. And all of a sudden now I'm hitting on this dude. It just, it's, that's um, but that's it's been really, really a blessing and been really uh, awesome to see him grow like that. More than anything, I just care about watching Jackson grow the most. And every time that gets to happen, I grow. Well, the hundred is the best because no one is ever noticing gender like no one there's never even a mention like oh clark's with lexa jackson's with miller that's not even no one mentions gender and that's the best and i hope that happens sooner than 150 years in the future Same. but like hearing that you guys are best friends in real life and that's what inspired this kind of relationship is my favorite thing in a tv show my favorite shows the cast are best friends behind the scenes and it shows on screen. It really does. Chemistry is impossible to chemistry. miss. Chemistry. Yeah. You can't fake it sometimes. Can't and, fake it. and I've, I've honestly started watching shows because I'll follow one, like say I zombie. I followed Robert Buckley on Instagram and I, he was always posting with the whole cast of I zombie. And I'm like, these guys love each other. This show probably rocks and I'm obsessed with it. So, you know, <laughs> I just, me, I'll yeah. tell you right now, I zombie cast amazing humans yes like <laughs> like i will let you know for sure that whole cast what a bunch of just gems from top down like yeah uh, their lead is just like probably one of the greatest humans i met rose at a uh, con and i almost threw up <laughs> i'm yes, wearing an Ali and aj shirt right now because um, you know jess jess Harmon was on uh i zombie as well do I. Jess, and jess would always come back and be like rose is Rose is the best. And I'm like, you can just tell it bleeds off of, of who they are. But yeah, you were, I uh, just to, just to elaborate on that. They are fantastic. Well, tell Jessica Harmon. I said, what's up? She's the <laughs> best on iZombie. She's, Sabazio is such a good character. A hundred percent will. Yeah. We love, love hearing about the camaraderie, especially of, of actors that aren't in the same shows, but like kind of work on whether it be like the CW, the same network. Cause we interviewed Chad Rook um, a, a little bit ago. So who plays hats for those listening and he was just, you know, talking about, like, he, he met Richard Harmon auditioning for a different CW show, like, years ago. So, like, you know, all these people know yeah. each other. And you really get to find out, like, who is cool. Like, who's yeah. really cool yeah. people. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to be a good actor, but it's another thing to be a really cool person. That just, like, yeah. resonates with us so well. I think that's the most important thing to be in this industry, especially nowadays, because um, it's just, it's very important while you're acting, you're there for long hours a day. Just make sure you make everybody's experience from the crew to your friends as great it can be. And we got lucky that we had so many great people on the show that became such a family. And we're all from Vancouver, right? So a new person would come on the show and all of a sudden we'd be like, hey, you, I know you. <laughs> and and that's, that's the best. We're so lucky, I think, because maybe LA, New York, these cities are a lot bigger. You might not have a community like that. But in Vancouver, we've definitely built uh, a strong base of community. And I always say Canadian actors, we get, uh, we get, uh, we get the short stick a lot because we're considered Canadian actors, but these guys and these girls and these women and these men show up to set, they do their job, they know their lines and they leave. They get the crew home. They, because we know our perception in this industry and we know a lot of time it's here to film some sort of Canadian content, whatever the case may be. But every day, the more Canadians you have on set are the days that are going to go more smooth and the days you're going to get a better scene done because we are doing this 
because we love it. Mm. Hell yeah. And you I can love tell. That. There's so many Canadian actors that you'll never hear about that have an amazing career that are working really hard, making, making a lot of money and doing a lot of great things, but you'll never hear about them in terms of quote unquote fame. But my God, are they the best actors and the best people because they make sure the crew gets home, which I think is number one. It's crazy. I just tweeted the other day. I did. I know we said it, but I just tweeted the other day. I said, I think I wish I was born in Canada because I, <laughs> every show I watch is CW in Vancouver or now like Winona Earp or The Magicians, which is also Canadian, like all these great shows in Canada. I'm like, I should have been born in Canada. I love <laughs> these people. They're amazing. And I need to make it to Vancouver at some point to, to be with the people I want to be. Yeah, there's just something about this country that's very altruistic in that like maybe maybe it's because we're so multicultural. Maybe it's I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's the way we're run. Who knows? But it's there's something about it, especially when it comes to an industry like acting where there's no real barrier to entry to have the people on set that you are like, oh, let's let's do this together. Let's make this beautiful story together and let's go home. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, that's it. Because you know, a lot of time it's just it's that's all that's all it's about professionalism and heading home. I like how much you mention, uh, like thinking kindly about like the cast and also the crew. You know how much you empathize with the crew situation, and obviously, like you know, they have lives outside of the job as well. Oh man, like if if your job half the time, if you're stressed about a scene. Make sure you know your lines at least so that you can say them to get everybody home. Because we say Jackson's got out of the eight days, there's so many different uh, plot lines, right? Say I've got three days out of those eight days. Say somebody else has two, somebody else has four, whatever the case may be, because we're all filming in different locations. The crew has eight. A day off or two and then eight. No matter how many hours those are, no matter how long those days are that we might complain about, oh, I had a 16-hour day. I'm going to go play tennis tomorrow. You know? <laughs> they have every day for 16 episodes every time, whether you talk about camera ops, grips, everybody. They're lighting. Everybody's there. And so your job is to make sure that whatever day that you are there, that they have a better day the next day by getting some sleep. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that what was it like i mean you were on from pilot to end hopefully you make it to the end we're crossing our fingers oh, for very end but what's it like rapping i'm assuming a lot of the crew was all the same especially the cast we know has been around seven seasons what's it feel like it's so rare to start on a show and end a show so what was that like what was that experience i i have never been able to properly put this into words because again i thought i was dying every day <laughs> Um, but it's been uh, the best experience of my life. And I know I'm going to look back on it. And I remember there was a time in season three where I said, where I thought I was going to die probably. Mm. But I was like, hey, remember this season? Because a lot of times when you're in the best times of your life, you don't sit back, take a breath and realize you're in the best time of your life. I did that in season three. And then I did that in season four, five, mm. six, and seven. So mentally, which is great because there are so many, again, there are times where that doesn't happen. I made sure that I sat in all these moments and enjoyed my time there, had fun with my friends, because I'm going to look back on this when I'm 50, for sure, as if it was yesterday. You know, those moments where that, like, where if you had a good high school experience, you're 45, you're like, man, high school felt like it was yesterday when I was yeah. the football captain, you know? <laughs> I know that this show, for seven years, whatever happens the rest of my career, I will be looking back on this as like my college years. Wow. And, and how amazing it was because of the, we had an amazing crew. Like besides the cast that we always talk about, the crew is just so giving, so loveling, so caring. Everybody's there to look out for each other. And just, it's, I can't say enough. If I walk in the hair and makeup team in a, in a, if I was upset for some reason or just having a bad day, I would walk out of there with the biggest smile on my face. Cause those guys start your day and they're the best group. I can't say enough about, about the people that we had around on the show and I'm so glad that they were uh whoever put them all together yeah thank you yeah. it's funny that you say that because I feel like all of us kind of have a similar experience with the show I mean obviously the hundred the tv show doesn't grab headlines everywhere but for us it's a huge tv show for the I guess what the five of us that do the podcast I mean this show has just been years for us at this point and now it's the first show we've ever done a podcast about so it definitely holds a super special place in our hearts as well I love that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Thank you. I've always, when I finish a show that I've loved, either watched live for years and years, 
I'm sad for myself, but I'm like, I look at the actors saying goodbye to each other and I'm like, this is devastating. <laughs> I'm like, are they okay? I'm sad that their friendship, like, I feel like I'm friends with you guys because of watching yeah. for seven years, but you guys are like actually family and friends. I can't even imagine. I'm just glad that it went seven seasons and yeah. we're getting the end it deserves and hopefully we get the prequel so the lore lives on. Mm -hmm. But man, you guys have been killing it for seven seasons. I think you said it perfectly. I just, I wanted to keep going because the lore, I think the lore deserves it because there's so much been that's been talked about that we haven't seen. Let's see it. I want to see that, you know? I, and I, like, I'm, I'm Jackson. I can't be on that show. I want to see it because I know if I was watching The 100, I would be so mad I wasn't on it. So I, even I, as it's continuing, I would love to just be able to sit down and watch it as somebody who was a part of that, that history. And to answer that question, we are all devastated. It's, we're, we're not, we're not okay. But, but lucky is that we all, a lot of us live uh, close to each other, around each other, and that we get to see each other often enough. So uh, besides obvious pandemics, but it's, it's, it's lucky that we made friends for life from this show. And uh, it's been, that's been the greatest part about it. And not to, not to rebring up the magicians again, but this is, this just reminds me a little bit about, about, like, you know, that show just ended recently. That's one of our favorite shows over here at Benchtown TV. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's great to me to know that uh, some of the actors are still, you know, every single day I follow some of the actors. They'll like each other's pictures. They'll comment on each other's stuff. It's like, that's just my favorite kind of thing. It's yeah. like, not only did you guys love each other on screen, you were like one of my favorite TV shows ever. You're just continuing it. It's just keeping the magic alive. And I know that's how people on The 100 are going to be like, Every person we've talked to from the hundred, from Jason Diaz to Chad Rook to now you, is just say, just praises how close the community is for the show, and we just love you guys so much. And, yeah. and we bring up the magicians because we know you're on the magicians. We oh, spot yeah. you. So I watched Magicians a long time ago. We all did, and then when I my multiple rewatches, I'm like, is that Jackson, that's gotta be Jackson. <laughs> love that ripping shots, and then you get ousted in that second episode. Ousted. Yeah, because you wouldn't cheat. I, I mean, I always play this guy that won't cheat, you know, I'm yeah. always trying to play this nice guy. Like at least once, maybe, maybe if you're a magician, maybe. Yeah. You know, he just, on that show. I just can't. Yeah, I, I only play guys with strong moral compasses, even if they, <laughs> if they get sent off. That's not a bad thing to play, but I have a question. It's burning, burning ever since season five. The dark year aired. I must know what was the human flesh that you were eating? What was it made out of? It was this, it wasn't like, it wasn't good. It was like this weird <laughs> jello. It had some yeah. like, it was like purple jello. It had some weird like chunks in it. I don't know if they're nuts or whatever, <laughs> but I think they were intentionally yes. trying to make it a little gross. So when we ate it, we would not enjoy yeah. it. Then they gave us <laughs> a bowl of apple juice to dip it oh. in the apple juice and like drink it down and sip it. Was that like the vegetable, the vegetable the broth? Vegetable broth. Oh my yeah. God. yeah. It's like a it hot dog eating contest. Like, legit. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Soylent green is people. Well, it's like gritty. Like it's not a normal gelatin. It was like gritty. And I'm like, I have to know what this is. Because one day I was at a Wegmans, a grocery store around here. This was years ago. And I, I think I sent a picture to Jimmy because it was like just, I guess it was like sashimi or something, but it was a thick block of, of, fish yeah and it was like that color and i was like this is the human flesh they ate at the hundred <laughs> i'm like i need to know what it was but yeah that's an obsession you, for you did you buy it i did oh, <laughs> no, i did it's <laughs> actually really funny but now you know that uh they tried to purposely make it bad so you couldn't have a film like a filming session where someone's eating and it's like oh this isn't so bad <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like that guy's a little weird i gotta <laughs> say that that storyline is probably the toughest to watch honestly oh, because yeah. you're waiting all season to see like what what is scarring these people what happened in the bunker what happened that is not fun to watch and i rewatched it today just because i've been dying to ask so i'm like let me just look at it one more time and still i'm like ooh, poor octavia she it was abby's fault and she <laughs> got all the bad yeah. like oh god what yeah. a year what a year for you guys what a dark year oh. it was just you know what's funny is like when we came into episode I think it was one or two of that season and we were in the bunker jason sent us all an email and he's like hey guys don't tell anybody just so you know this is happening later but this is what happened in the dark year just so why you're i why you're all walking so disheveled and upset why why we're writing it like that is because this shit's dark <laughs> yeah. so dark 
Yeah. And, and speaking of Abby, I mean, Paige Turco was your scene partner for so long. What was that like saying goodbye at the end of season six? I was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was, uh, it was so weird um, because I had prepared most of my scenes preparing with Abby. So I know my relationship with her and you have this kind of like strong base that you and I are bouncing off of each other to try to solve this, whatever it may be at the time together. And then when that's gone, um, you walk into a scene and you're like, oh, I've just got to do this now. This is now just me. Um, it's like you're act- it's like you're Jackson's performing without his pants on. You know, he's like, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what's going on. Like, what am I? But I got it. I think by that point, he understood what he had to do and who he was as a doctor. And, and he, a lot of it is doing it for Abby because if he came in and he wasn't the best doctor, he could be, you know, how is that honoring her memory? Mm-hmm. Um, but that scene where she walks in is Simone and she's a different oh, yeah. person and holds the gun to Maddie. There's not one take that I wasn't absolutely just bawling, whether the camera was on me or not. There was not one. And I was like, not even like, there are times where you have to get emotionally ready and like prepare and do all these things to kind of get emotional. She just walked in and I was, that was it. Cause yeah, I think, um, and I'm sure a lot of people would say this after seven years, like Jackson, like now is just kind of a switch mm-hmm. that happens where I innately think I would know how he would respond to things or how he would react and say things, which is weird now to not be switching that off, switching that on anymore. But like there are certain moments in your day where you can just, you know, mm-hmm. what would you do, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's clear that, uh, you know, you identify with the character of Jackson a lot. I mean, you've basically been with him for lack of a better term, for almost seven years at this point. So yeah. something I'm very curious about is what is one thing that you think you and Jackson have in common besides the, the good looks, obviously? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lighting. Um, uh, I, I, do, I do think me and him have a, have a moral compass. Like we do, we don't, we're not supposed to do things that are not moral. The world, like from, well, since I was a kid, if I would ever lie or do something incorrect, I would get slapped down by the world. It would just tell me, this is not what you're supposed to do. It's not who you're supposed to be. Don't be this guy. And so I just haven't. And then I think that's why Jackson and me kind of uh, relate so well to each other because he's just always trying to do the right thing. Um, mostly because I've been taught that the opposite doesn't work. You know, it's not, it's not like I immediately, people will know if I was trying to lie, if I was trying to do something bs wise it would bleed off of me because i just don't have that that bone in my body um and i think that uh he has that times 50 because he's a yeah. doctor mm-hmm. yeah you definitely. Know, as a doctor you have to you you not only feel that way you have an oath a hippocratic oath you're living by 24 7 that you have taken that you have to abide by and if you don't you're basically breaking your own moral code as well as the moral code that you swore to protect um, so I think that's, you know, that altruism and caring for people, uh, that moral code kind of thing. Yeah. I was uh, just browsing the, uh, Jackson's wiki page and mm-hmm. all of the, the comments on it, like throughout the years, cause it's, you know, 2015, 2016, 17, everyone's always saying like, man, like they need to protect Jackson. Like Jackson's <laughs> like one of the only like pure innocent characters left. Like they can't just kill him off. So it's pretty funny that throughout oh, the years, funny. everyone's still take a look at the page. Well, that's Jackson why that's costs. right. And that's why it's actually like we I thought throughout the seven seasons, maybe Jackson will die because everyone loves him. And that's the easy way out to make everyone mm-hmm. go, oh, no, you know. So, yeah, that's I thought that every day of my life. So <laughs> <laughs> we still got five episodes left. Jimmy, so well, yeah, crazy. We talked about on a prior episode. This is season seven. And, and we keep saying it's the last season we were scared. This show already does not mind killing off huge characters. So in season seven, you start killing everybody just to make it, I mean. Tension. Yes. And And we just got that Dioza death, which is the first one the whole season besides Chad, of course. Hatch, we love him. But like (laughs) the first big death we in since Abby, but we were 
there's different episodes. We love all these characters, but we keep kind of being like, oh, there it is. And it's like, well, if, they, if Inder didn't die there, where is she going to die? Because that would have been the best place to kill her off, even though, God, we love Indra. To- yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. so interesting because we're like, when are they going to start killing people? I mean, hey, if everyone's going to live happily ever after, I'm in. <laughs> but I'm kind of scared for the next five. Yeah, truly. I mean, yeah, like you said, yeah. they haven't spread it out at all, really. So if they just start hitting us with it rapid fire at the end, it's going to be pretty like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're totally right that like shows, you know, when it comes to last season, like even Game of Thrones, stuff like that, like they just, they will off a character um, to make a splash. Um, and this show has never shied away from doing that. That Dio's a death was like, oh, mm-hmm. that, reading it was hard. Watching it was d- awful. I could not believe. It. And I, Ivana is like a legend, uh, uh, just an absolute legend. She's I can't say enough about watching her, like just watching her in person. is just so much fun. Well, she's uh, a perfect example of what you mentioned earlier when you said that the writers will kind of take a small character that had a small part and then just give her this bigger role once they realize like what she actually brings to the table. Yeah. Like I think, you know, I think episode one that she was in, they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Dio's is they'll, amazing. They'll cast somebody and be like, I hope this works. And if it more than works, it's like, Oh, not only are we casting this person, let's keep this person. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, that, that's why the death meant so much. You know, these, these, I never thought Dioza would get like this redemption arc through the way that she never. did through, mm-hmm. through hope and through all this stuff. And, and that's a testament to this show. Like when did, we got introduced to Dioza two years ago, season five. Right. But it is like, she has been around forever. Like you feel for her so much. She went with Octavia all last year and they had that huge, um, journey together into this year, which is halfway through this year. So we've had two and a half seasons with her, but her death is one of the most meaningful ones. And to have that kind of an arc already in the show is just a testament to how they how they write people and, and, and how they build characters. The world building aspect of it is just so well done. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so obvious just how you talk about the show that you're just such a fan of the content, like, yeah. you know, outside of your own character. So I'm going to run you through like a couple of rapid fire questions just so that just so that people can hear like what some of your favorites are about the show. You okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. So let's get, what's your favorite season? Sorry, rapid fire. This is the worst. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> Take your time. We might just stop and start. I really enjoyed season four. Uh, and see, I, th- I think season one and four only because the introduction. And then in four, we got a lot of, uh, information about a lot of people. It was a death wave coming. So a lot of people got to sit down and chat and I enjoyed that. That's awesome. Some people consider the season finale of four, one of like the top three episodes of the season. That's prime fire, right? I truly, yeah, prime fire. when I watched that, I didn't sleep. Yeah. I was so, my heart, like Eliza or Clark tr- Going up that post, I was like, I can't breathe. So good, I can't yeah. sleep. Yeah. My heart was pounding for the rest of the night. And that, that season thrust us into the rest of the show. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of times you have to have that kind of a stuff happen in that season in order to thrust you into a, a new second half of the show, which has been so cool. Incredible. Do you, yeah. Speaking of which, do you have a favorite personal episode? Uh, upcoming. Ooh. Is that for Jackson or your favorite as a fan? Uh, for me, 100%. Personally. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, as, as a fan, favorite episode, I really enjoyed uh, season where we um, got introduced to, I like season seven, episode one so much. Yeah. I just, I thought it was such a crazy, when I, we got to see it on set um, while we were filming. And I was like, as soon as like, there are all these invisible things are punching people and you're all these things are happening. Like I read it and I, there's no way I imagined that it was going to be that. And I had no idea what the show was anymore. And that's <laughs> such a cool thing because I've been on it for so long and I was like, I have no idea where we're going. Great. Awesome. exactly how we felt yeah, season yeah. seven has rocked my world all of our worlds yeah. we really awesome. like it and yeah. that's another like you got to commend the writers i mean even in the san diego comic-con panel they kind of said at the very beginning of the season things got switched up and shelby and tazia were like really stepped up and oh my yeah. god we love echo and hope so much oh, yeah. and, and echo is another one where even though she's been in for seasons on seasons, I never thought I would love her like I do now. Cause she's always, I mean, she's as gay as she's like turning. She's a, she's, she's been a betraying us. She's been betraying, yeah. she's been betraying <laughs> us. And yeah. like, but I mean, like she's been betraying us for, for, yeah. Some <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying now 
with the art, with her going into space and being part of our crew then to now going to Bardo and being part of our crew and now betraying us. I'm like, we need to turn it back, turn it back. Yeah. Turn it back. I wouldn't have minded her just being a spy like she always is. But now I'm like, okay, let's get her back because I love yeah. Echo. And yeah. I would have because you want her to be okay. The thing about what I love so much about the show is like who you love and who you don't love and all this stuff because people obviously have very vocal reactions to humans on this show. Mm -hmm. And that show is about who you are as opposed to necessarily the show because everybody has done things. Mm -hmm. Everybody has caused a lot of calamity and yeah. then try to come back from said calamity. And so who you like and right. who you dislike is a connection to you as a person. It's like you're watching, it's like you're watching looking at a painting. Somebody doesn't feel something, somebody feels everything. Right. Mm -hmm. right. That is, is such a reflection of who you are. And that is so cool to me that, that, that every different person you talk to loves this person for this, but they're like, but this person did this. But I'm like, yo, but your person did this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, know, you can do that with, everybody on the show and that to me is so exciting and like you said i'm a fan i've just i've chosen because i i knew i was a space doctor and i watched star trek and star wars growing up so when i booked the show i said i'm going to treat it as if i'm a fan of this show while i'm on it from day one because that will be the most fun for me that's amazing. And it has been so much fun that's really cool yeah. to hear just as like a as a nerd just for this show and just hearing how the characters and the actors that play these characters love it so much um, but okay, I got two more or three more here for you. Hit me. So who is your favorite villain of the entire series? Oh, I loved. Well, if, if Pike is oh, considered a villain, I also yeah, love right, him. yeah. That's also a good part about the hundred and kind of what you were just saying is that villain is, is kind of subjective right. a little bit. In if, this show. if this show, this show could have easily, hundred percent, flipped it around, mm -hmm. and Pike would have been a good guy because. Everybody has blown up a group of people. Mount Weather could have been the good guys of this show. Right. Like we, that's the crazy thing is that it's just a matter of our perspective of how, what we're given, but actual fact, these are people that are doing things to make their people survive. If, if Pike, for example, had all of his people killed by grounders, why wouldn't he hate grounders? Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't he think these people are trying to love, we love them because we know about them and we love yes. some grounders. Right. Um, so that I think Mike Beach uh, was so great, and that's why you know he came back in that flashback. Yeah. So he's been in this season twice. Yeah. Because he's yeah, because he's so important in that he made me understand his side of the argument as mm -hmm. a villain. Mm -hmm. cool. And I and I totally understood him while I didn't agree with him because you know I loved Octavia. I want all my people to be okay on my side. I was like, damn. I yeah, get it. You're either one crew or you're the enemy of one crew. <laughs> yeah. Every Le legit. Villain, every villain on this show is the protagonist of their own story, which is why it makes the villain so believable. Mm -hmm. Even Russell Prime. I mean, they were doing some fucked up shit, for lack of better words, but it's like, you guys came to our planet and killed people, and now it's like, every villain, you could see it from their side. So it, it's incredible. Yeah. And even more specifically, the, the disciples, like this whole season, I think it was, it took until I think the welcome to borrow episode where you were just like, these guys are absolute villains. Like they're the enemy of the real human race. And then yeah. the in the more recent episodes, when Levitt's taking us through, when he convinces Anders to start showing the, you know, Levitt's angels, the, the, the way of life mm -hmm. of the disciples. And you start seeing how they have kids and like why they believe certain things. It's just, their perspective makes so much sense. Like the writing yeah. was so good for that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I also feel that way about J.R. Bourne. Like you said, Russell, oh, yeah. like yep. uh, that, uh, the, um, J.R. Bourne and Mike Beach came on the show. And when they did, you could feel the soul of the show shift just by them existing on it. Um, Adina Porter did the same thing. You know, just, there's something about these veteran actors that are just so in tune with their craft that are so giving in each scene and caring and they know like what as actors to be, how to build a story and build a character at the same time, they show up and they change the whole soul of the show in that, Oh, we're going this way now. And that and, actually, and that actually so takes special. my next, uh, my next quick question was going to be who the best acting performance in your perspective was. So not to put you on the spot, but if you had to pick one, man, can't say yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not. Um, 
Who's the best acting performance? And let's pick, I'm gonna let's give pick you, a season one character and then also a, a introduced character. So I mean, if we're doing a season one character, Octavia to go through Girl Under the Floor to then Blood Raina, Blood Raina. to then Bardo, yeah. like that. <laughs> like that arc is, like I, if we watched Octavia season one and then we came to season, then we showed you an episode of season five, you'd be like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, you'd like you think this is a different show well, for sure. I mean, think, and if we didn't believe what show it was, you'd be like, "There's no way this is the same show." Yeah, I mean, and then literally showing us Blood Raina and then Annie O and saying yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, Same exact thing. Yeah. And now she's an Andy taking care of somebody because she's been through so much. And she even I loved when she was in the chair talking to Levin. She's like, "Just wait," <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's he's fanning over her, and she's like, "Yeah, I." You, you you got some stuff coming. Wait till chapter seven. <laughs> right, right, right. Season four. You haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a few friends that fell off the hundred, which is of course the bane of my existence. But so say they fell off in three or four. I'm like, if I showed you an episode from seven, you would be like, who, what, where? And those yeah. are exactly the questions yep. we're all asking. Yep. But I'm like, it is such an incredible twist. Every season is so different. They just took it to 1,000. Like, literally, they just cranked it up and we're like, let's just, yeah. let's just go to a different universe. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. watching. Lynn, let's just, we're going, we're going to, we're going to jump 220 some odd years in the future. Exactly. The I, my mom walked in of me watching maybe a couple episodes ago and sat down and I tried to give her like the elevator speech. What the <laughs> about, and I, I couldn't come up with anything. In the first season, I had this whole spiel set up to introduce somebody to the show. Now I got nothing. Yeah, I had nothing. Nothing. I was like, 97 years after nuclear apocalypse killed everyone. <laughs> we live in a space station above Earth called the Ark. If you break the law, you're immediately sentenced to death. Because, but if you're under 18, you're putting in a holding cell. Uh, we only have three months of auctions left to live. So we're sending the 100 juvenile delinquents down to Earth to see if it's habitable again. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, no. That was amazing. That was, yeah. amazing. That was incredible. I, I, I was ready. You know, I knew what to say. And now if I tried to do that, I would explode. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Truly explode. All right. I got one more rapid fire question here. So what is, if you could ship any two characters that haven't been shown on screen to have really any like actual relationship potential, who would you pick? Oh, that's real good. Um, that is very good. Um, it's hard because there's been so many yeah. characters so, just in the show. So in they make fun of me because I ship everybody on the show together. I'm like, yeah, that could that could work. Okay, so that's good. While I while I think, give me your favorite. Well, we know the fandom right now is just praying for Clark and Bellamy to somehow work, but that doesn't work yeah. to me with Echo still around, and she's not like an yeah. enemy right now. So I was like, everybody. I'm like Shelby and Eric. Tasia, like I'm like I, anytime they're on screen, like they were on Barter for five years together. There has to be something romantic. Well, there. I mean, that was, <laughs> why, I love it. That was, was why like, the trailer. Remember after what was yeah. it, episode three or four? You're like they're, they're kissing. They're showing they're showing Hope and Echo together, and I'm like, and it's just the trailer part. I think they hug, and I'm like, Kathleen, is this what yeah. gonna happen? I love it. Yeah. I'm like, I ship every. I mean, I was like a Klexa stan, which I loved, but I don't. I love everybody. I don't really, I'm a Murphy and a Maury forever. I think they're the greatest love story of our time. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Amori guy. Um, I, I've always said, actually, Amori is my favorite character on the show. Love that. Um, because of her journey when you've seen the grounder and then she's after, now she's flying planes and now she's got a chip in her head that she was pretending to be somebody else wearing a dress. And like her, she went from Frick Drana to, you know, like, like it was like she's all that you know and she's walking Essential. down the steps and all of a sudden she's got a dress on and she's now uh, running a castle like this to me is unbelievable um but she was she's always one that i'm so intrigued to see what's going to happen with well speaking of amori uh we we're wondering why two episodes ago she looked like she was wearing your doctor jacket helping out the there's an there's a part in the nuclear reactor room where they're yeah. helping out the faithful she's wearing a white coat and you're not there helping them but she is. Man, maybe she stole some, my uh, Yeah, I think she stole <laughs> it. She, we know, know that she steals no. things. So. If, if, well, she, uh, Amori's done everything by this point, so I would not be surprised if she learned how to become a doctor. So. <laughs> I totally, until you brought that back up, I forgot that Raven teaches her how to be a, like a pilot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Was that was like the big job back in the Oh, yeah. man. Raven, Raven is like, a, we're going to talk about everybody now. Like, Raven is like, 
the bomb. We have a lot of people, okay. like, we, because she's so consistently awesome, you know, we think about these arcs that she has, but, like, this girl constantly puts herself in a line of fire to try it again. Like, with her heart, she just tries to do constantly the right thing to be the right person. She flew down. First, she was just the mechanic in space. And now she's just constantly doing Everything. things to save everybody's ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like that glue person that, you know, if you are, if you think about the alternate reality of life, if you remove somebody like the It's a Wonderful Life and what the show would be like without her, probably wouldn't have made it past episode two. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. If you, if, you listen, if you listen to all of our podcasts, you'll never, you'll hear so much of us just fawning over murphy and raven yeah. all the time we love, Richard yeah. Harris. We love lindsey morgan so much They're i believe it yeah she's characters. and in, in real life just a complete amazing human so like that just adds to adds to all of it which is really special but yeah raven is so long so i would like raven to be with somebody yes. oh that's exactly that what we said and yes yeah that's what i was going to say ship somebody i don't know who i don't honestly think anybody's worthy Ooh, cool. I don't know if there's there's worthiness at Gabriel. all. Gabriel, Gabriel. Yeah, like Gabriel. pretty dope. That's my I'll, I'll give you I'll give you two because it's the hundred. I would like her to either be because I also want Indra to have uh, to have somebody because I would I think these people have been through so much that they deserve some sort of love. So uh, either Indra and Raven or Gabriel and Ra- I don't even know if Gabriel and Raven does that for me. <laughs> Raven is so, yeah. I think initially I thought when I was reading it, you know, and maybe this, maybe I can't say that. <laughs> spoiler police. Yeah, I spoiler police did myself. I thought something was going to happen that didn't happen. And I, I was kind of happy about it. Um, but I just think like, there are people like, I, I look at Indra and I look at Raven and I think, Nobody is good enough for these people. Mm-hmm. See, I agree. And that scene in, in episode 10 at the end where Raven's the one who talked down Echo and said, you're my sister. I, I just, Raven is one of the hearts of the show. Like, yeah. She doesn't have the, the male counterpart to like bring that to the surface a lot of the times. And I'm just like all for fucking best friendship and sisterhood. So yeah. when that happened, I'm like, again, no one's worthy, but I'll take a sisterhood moment anytime. So the fact For that sure. that could talk Echo down, that's the one thing that could talk Echo down, really just made my heart sore. I love that scene so much. I watched it thinking, this is awesome. And you put it perfectly in that. I love that she's never needed a dude to kind of prop her up. Mm-hmm. She's been mm-hmm. badass and gangster since day one. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. As herself, I just want whatever, honestly, these characters, whatever is going to make them happy, Mm-hmm. that's what I want for them. And if it, <laughs> if it comes with uh, somebody else, because I do think in this world, you know, it's nice to have people to cuddle with. It's nice. I would like them to have that if that's what they would like. I just think that's it's right. important because like, they're just, they're working their asses off for everybody every day. Somebody, somebody make them a bath and make them a meal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> After she fixes the nuclear reactor for everybody, she's got nobody to go home to. Yeah. Draw that girl a bath. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it where if you're looking for a ship or whatever and you're not sure who it should be, just say you're Team Raven and then whatever makes her happy is the right way to say mm. it. Yeah, whatever because I know, I, I've learned early on the show, like I'm probably going to yell at by somebody for saying whatever I've said for shipping before because... 24-7, you'll just get yelled at if you think two characters should be together. So I've learned early to not do that. And actually, it's helped because the true thing is exactly what you said. Whatever is going to make this person the happiest, whoever that is, they should be with that person. And whatever is going to, you know, whatever works the best. I mean, like you said, you can't, can't fake chemistry. Can't. So before we let you get out of here, we have a couple more things we want to just quickly talk about. Um, I definitely want to, I know, I know you're not allowed to spoil anything or any, anything of that sort, but can you just give us anything about what to expect for these last couple episodes and, and how we should get prepared for the final? Yeah, I'll give you two and one's kind of half of a spoiler just because I'm going to do it because we're so close. Love it. <laughs> one, uh, everything's been leading up to exactly where we are. So everything that you get to from now on has been led to this point in the story. Um, so from now on, be prepared. Okay. 
um, because, you know, a lot of stuff has happened on the show this season uh, and things you might not think matter, matter. Uh, and yeah, this is the, exactly the point of the show where it's like, okay, now we're heading in the home stretch. We just passed off the relay to the last 100 meter. That person's running now. Oh, man. I like so, that a lot. It's so tough to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> the last seven years. It's not, not just this season. Seven years has been leading up to these last couple episodes. Um, and lastly, you're going to get some Jackson. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, we're hoping you last. We want you at the end. We yes. want- I, can't, I can't say anything about that. All I can say is there's going to be some Jackson. Good. Let's go. Great. Because seven years of all of this world ending, exploding moments, we hope that at the end, I mean, can we even imagine a world where they're just chilling? No, right now. No. Well, for, for one episode, they were chilling at the house with Picasso. With the dog, Picasso, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that lasted yeah. one episode, yeah. right? <laughs> we all read that in the script and we're like, oh, yeah, let's, this house is going to blow up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Jackson, <laughs> you, were, you were yelling at uh, Murphy for a little bit in that yeah, episode. You were. I was upset. <laughs> Well, yo, that guy, actually, I said to Jason, I think we were all watching the season six premiere when we all landed on uh, Planet Alpha, right? Mm -hmm. The moon, yeah. And uh, I was like, I, as soon as Murphy's walking in the water and Jackson's like, dude, you can't do that. I just screamed at him like, Jackson effing hates Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All he does is cause issues. He doesn't listen to anybody. He runs around. And Jackson would hate this guy. He's like, why do we keep this guy around? He's just always, always doing things against what we're supposed to be doing and causes issues. Also, now Jackson believes he's the reason Abby died. Right. So mm -hmm. he believes he was 100% correct in his assessment of Murphy, of his selfishness. So sure. that um, their relationship is, is not in the best place. Right. Mm. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I'm sorry, I totally get it. Suchin loves Murphy. Jackson effing hates that. Guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that set alone was the most like shocking for our eyeballs on the hundred. It's like, oh, you're just hanging out at a cottage, like right, having right. a picnic. Yeah. Crazy. So weird. That was so weird. I'm wearing my like grounder belt jacket and I'm sitting having some soup. Like I yeah. nobody yeah. felt normal that day in yeah. the best way. I think every 100 or the 100 fan rather around the world saw that and was like, well, this won't last. Right. <laughs> yeah. This can't last. Well, we were, we were happy to see Picasso come back in the latest sure. episodes. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's, yeah. what's he like in real life? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. What's awesome is that him and Lola just run around and like hang out with each other the whole time. Cause she was trained. She was trained to like bond with him. So that she oh, okay. can open the scenes and do all this stuff. So all day long, all you do is just like, in the middle of the hundred, this insane show, you just see this kid playing with this dog, yeah. and it's just it's the nicest. That all right, that just reminded right. me of something because anytime I follow you on Instagram, so anytime, and I also follow Lola, and yeah. uh, she puts up pictures of her with I like to call him uh, Mini, um, J Mini Jasper, Jasper, yeah. um, and you're always commenting on it, so I can always see, you know, like you're, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. I'm, so I am, I am Uncle. <laughs> to Lola. I'm, I'm really close with, uh, with Lola's mom, Sasha, and uh, I just want to make sure that, you <laughs> know, gentleman. he's nice. He yeah. better be nice because if he's not, you know, he's a very nice boy. But when he was first introduced, I had to, you know, suss him out, you know, yeah. make sure he's fine. And uh, I, think he's, I think he's a very fine gentleman. But as long as he maintains that, <laughs> then things are going to be okay. If he doesn't, things will not. So, and he knows this. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. Am, am I yeah. actually like, has it been brought up and have you heard people talking about like mini uh, Monty and mini Jasper as like a parallel for the two kids that are kind of playing with mini Clark being Maddie? Like, is that, was that ever something? I've never, I've actually never heard that until this point, really? but that yeah. is adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Like, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, totally Mini Jasper and totally Mini Monty. That's just like, oh, man, and the whole gen the generations. <laughs> yeah, right? Unless we all blow up, you know? Like, <laughs> well, that's what oh, we loved man. in the, this past episode, or no, two episodes ago, when Jordan uh, posits his hypothesis that they decoded the language wrong, and he brings back to Monty teaching him Korean and the oh. Monty instilling that culture and stuff in him. And that was just like so nice for us. Cause we're like, yeah, Monty like, on the right. grave, still saving the world. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
like we, again, how many characters do we keep bringing up that are like, oh, that one, that yeah, one, right. all of them? It's, so such a, good. it's such a great testament to this. Like, I, I read these scripts all the time, and now that we've come to the culmination of it, to like think back and talk about these things with you guys, and every time we bring up a character, the amount of emotional resonance we have with these people is just a testament to such a good show. And I just, I, I fan over it 24 seven. And I think I will forever because I don't think there's another show like it. I don't think there's been a show that's been like it because initially it started as an amalgamation of all these fun shows, which then transcended itself into something else. Yeah. I can't recommend the show highly to I know. literally anyone I know. I yeah. mean, we have, so there's seven of us that do the podcast as a whole and five of us focus on the hundred. And one of the members who doesn't watch it, his mom just got into it maybe about a month ago and she's nice. almost caught up. She's she, watched, she watched like all seven seasons. seasons. Yeah, yeah. She just Get out. It. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm like, I hope somebody warned her. <laughs> yeah, she's a doctor too. So she probably gravitated towards your character. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There's a lot of actually doctors that uh, have really uh, enjoyed Abby and Jackson because it's like, I think it's maintained a doctor's integrity. You know, mm-hmm. we've not, We've tried to be doctors as opposed to being sci-fi TV show doctors. You know, we've tried to really maintain that. Um, we have a lot of doctor uh, doctors on set whenever we have to do all the doctor stuff. And I think that's just really important. I love, I love maintaining the integrity because I think those little things add up to make the whole show what it is. So you're not extra thinking in a scene, oh, that didn't do that or blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I'm Indian, I'm a- so half of my family is doctors too, so it's like... Oh, there you go. So yeah. you got a lot to live up to. Yeah. 100%. Don't mess this up. I got, I got to be a doctor without going through med school, so... Yeah. I mean, seven years, basically. I'm basically... Yeah, that's true, yeah. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you know some some stuff or no? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I, like, if I, can maybe, I can maybe tell you you might have a fever, uh, yeah. but that's about it. I've done... I played a doctor, actually, a lot on TV. I... Um, probably like over eight times now. Um, Really? I did did like a live gallbladder surgery, like (laughs) where we actually like perform the gallbladder surgery. Wow. Um, So actually there are some things I've learned. That's, that's actually not. Like I can identify a gallbladder. Yeah. The best of them. (laughs) Yeah. There's like, I can, I can take somebody's blood easily. You know, I can bandage somebody. Sometimes I go into these like huge, scenes where like there's been a huge massacre and i look in my backpack and there's just like gauze and i'm like guys what am i (laughs) do with this so i'm like i tape just some things because otherwise i'm just sitting here doing this and patting down somebody's like head wound when they're bleeding from their entire body (laughs) respect for your craft yeah i love that well, you just have these moments where you're like, I, I'm not, I, again, I feel like I'm acting without my pants on. I got to do something here. Something else has to happen. <laughs> okay. So to wrap it up and you can say no, but we always do this segment called bang, kill, marry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you could say no if you want, uh, but I probably will say no, but let's try it. Okay. I'm going to give you the three and then you could, because we try to make it very like goofy yeah it's not anything serious but but of course we're gonna do three different kinds of echoes here we're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna do echo from asgata echo in space and then echo now on bardo (laughs) uh if you want i'm gonna kill bardo echo (laughs) uh i'm going to for sure hmm (laughs) No, it depends, you know, it's all depending on my mood at the time, you know, <laughs> you know, and her mood and how we're feeling like, and this is, I mean, okay, I'll have to, I mean, if we're going to go with the most basic answer, it's going to be, I'm going to bang as data echo and I'm going to marry space echo. Yeah. There you go. I concur. It's gotta be that. Yeah. It's gotta be. She's I was just, I was just hoping her, you... that scene with her and Bellamy where she was just like the first one where you realize they're together. I watched that and I was like, Tess. That is the cutest thing. <laughs> it's like heart, heart swoon. What? Like their first kiss this season when they show the flashback. Oh, that. But I meant like I meant the first time we saw them on oh. space. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I was watching it with her at the time, and I was like, "Yo, I'm, nailed it." Yeah, well done. Heart, heart swoon. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we love Echo. She needs to turn it around right now. That's yeah. So we, that's that. So currently, that's why Bart Echo got killed. 
Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Love that. I love that. I love that you chose three echoes. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we try to make it stupid. Like yeah. We that. try yeah. to be fun with it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I love it. That's Guys, this has been amazing. You, this is like one of the most fun uh, I've had doing one of these in a long time. You guys awesome. are awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, we you. love you. Seriously. We really appreciate yeah. you coming on. I really appreciate uh, how in-depth you guys read into the show, how knowledgeable you are and how much fun you're having with it. I think that's the most important thing to do when you're watching a show like this. And you guys do it, what I've seen so far, perfectly. So it's really awesome. Thank, thank you so much. Thank we you really so much. appreciate yeah, such that. Kind words. We're, we, we're, yeah, we're sad. This we're, we're pulling for Jackson these last yeah. couple episodes. So we got a lot to look forward to. Five more. Hopefully Pull we on. land this ship the right way. Yeah. <laughs> we need I'm Jackson and Miller reunited. True. Yeah, seriously. We're going to get that. I know we're getting that. Uh, look at him. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just raising my hands as high as my ears and saying, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Miller just left you on a whim, man. He, he didn't even write you a note like, sorry, bro. Well, Don't think he's not getting a talking to. <laughs> but to be fair, it's only been a couple days from Jackson's perspective. Yes. Right, right, right. right. Also, Maybe not even that many days. We did film a goodbye scene. Um, oh. But no, but that's a lot of times, I think it might be even better that when they reunite, it'll be a, a, a great moment because of that. But yeah. a lot of this time, there's so much plot on this show and there's so much stuff that has to happen. Like, we aren't the only people that that's happened to. It happens a lot because for you to get the information that you need, stuff like that has to happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, but I do think it's going to make the end of the season, whatever it may be, very special for everybody. Not just our thing, but the whole show, you know. I'm hype. Our brains so are going to explode when the two worlds collide. Uh, I can't wait. Well, hell yeah, binge townies. That was friend of the pod and all around charming and handsome human, Sachin Sahil. If you like what you heard, give Binge Town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Next up, we got episode 12 titled The Stranger. We also have two binge with us series following the stars TV show Spartacus and the Netflix series Cursed. Have an amazing day and thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs>